Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media. And tonight, grab your crucifixes and, I don't know, call a priest or something <laughs> as we dive into uh, The Exorcist. I'm Mitch. I'm Mer. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. Coming to you live from our new studio. <laughs> new place, new vibe. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> A.K.A. our new apartment living room. Hey. <laughs> you just moved to a new living room. Yes, I moved well, from a y'all did it. fucking did heinous it. spot yeah. in San Diego to a, a much better spot. Yeah, I mean, it's been days since I've seen a tweaker. It's crazy. Yeah, it's great. Although yeah. I do have to get used to people constantly walking in front of our apartment and getting spooked. <laughs> yeah, because like at our old place, the window was just the outside of the building, and it was the third you floor, so no one's could, ever gonna you, pass you, you by could it. Comfortably walk around in the nude if you wish. Also that exactly. You know, but now you can't just have all your bits out for everyone to oh, see. Bits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to keep that shit under lockdown. Now. Or just close the blinds, but the light is so nice here. We actually get direct sunlight. Yeah, too. I took a nap the other day in direct sunlight. Man, that's a luxury. Honestly. <laughs> So I, John is a cat, confirmed. Yes. Our cats love yes. that shit, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. They're always laying in the sun. It's great. You get to see them move around the room as the sunlight moves across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it, it always ends up being really funny. It's so and adorable. Cute. When you start taking photos of them. Just sunbathing. Well, before we start, we should mention that you should support us on our Patreon. We have extra content on there, as well as check out our Teespring for our T-shirts and now new and improved oh. hats, motherfucker. Hats. Yes. Get your fucking hats. What kind of Shout- hat is it? Is oh. it a trucker cap? We got trucker is caps. A- we oh. got dad caps. Bro. Nice. We even have one of our hats. I don't remember if it's the trucker hat or the dad cap, but one of them's navy blue. Ooh. Navy blue. Yeah, you get black or navy blue. Um, also, shout out to uh, Proof Toast Gaming. Um, he set up the logo for us on that one. So nice. thanks nice. a lot. Plug oh, in. Yeah. He's a gaming channel. He covers video games. <laughs> <laughs> He's a friend of mine. Anyway. Sick. All right. And then with that, we shall enter into The Exorcist. Ba, ba, ba. You are like now that. entering. <laughs> It Twilight goes like that. Zone. That's how the piano goes for that song, right? Yeah, Something it's like got that. it's got a very dramatic score. Yeah, uh, which I believe was custom made for the film. You know what? What really surprised me about this movie is that it was a book first. Yeah, same. Like like, like two years prior too. They yeah. made this into a movie fast. Like, yeah, somebody picked it up and was just like, "I got it. I well, got to make this." Into well, a the movie. author of the book also like wrote wrote the script and um, helped produce the movie. Yeah, too. brought him on uh, for it and everything. William, uh, his name is William Peter Blatty. 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 Yeah, from what I'm hearing, there was uh, there are some stark differences between the movie and the book. But as far as I know, like the book got it pretty close right but a lot of people are like that book apparently terrified a lot of people the movie terrified a lot of people this is one of those iconic horror films that was completely different from anything that came out during that time this is like one of the first horror movies i watched when i was actually starting to get into horror. oh dang as like you know a middle schooler because i'd seen horror movies before and i was like no turn it off (laughs) here's some projectile vomit for you Uh, yeah (laughs) and i went to fucking sam goody 
to Hell the yeah. DVD Sam section. Goody, and I was like, shit. I want to watch horror, but I yes. don't know what to watch. I'd heard of The Exorcist, so I was like, fuck yeah, let's this get The Exorcist. This is like when you would peruse all of the DVDs. Yeah. yeah the Exorcist is such a is a slow starter. For it like is a very into, slow that's starter. That's a really yeah. slow horror movie. I remember when I was watching, I was like, this is the movie that's so scary. That's dumb. Yeah, and then it got to it like well, the demon possession mode, and I was like, oh, well, this is fucking gnarly. Yeah, because, <laughs> dude, in the book, apparently, all, so all they wanted to do was the projectile vomit vomiting but apparently it's way nastier like the book she's like spraying poo everywhere and it's yeah. like oh, they have to like take like it's awful and i guess they couldn't go that route with this one because you know spraying poo, poo i think the yeah. projectile vomit was enough we didn't need like projectile really the projectile diarrhea. poop yeah. is off limits here? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck yeah Bruh, that's not true to demonology everybody Listen. knows demon possessed people shit yeah everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> did well, you know i wanted to ask did you guys watch the standard version or the version you've never seen before it would, i mean from what we've discussed what? i've watched the same version you did because i saw all the scenes okay. that you discussed standard yeah i think so well, I well mean, did you guys see the the masturbating crucifixion scene <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. jesus fuck you but, jesus fuck you. yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was the one I got on the DVD, too. Okay, good. <laughs> Way back like, in the day. That's well, some, yeah, it's gnarly. Okay, I think the only real difference here is that we see the, the priest that they eventually get to do the exorcism. He's, like, hanging out in Egypt and shit. And he's, like... <laughs> I mean, honestly, when I first saw this, I was, like, dude, I kind of want to see a movie where it's just an old man dealing with, like, demons and, like, ancient, like, gods or fucking... Just pyramid shit. I kind of want to see that. Pyramid shit. Pyramid, <laughs> pyramid what, shit. What qualifies as pyramid shit? <laughs> Indiana Jones shit. <laughs> but that, Indiana Jones went to a lot of places. That was only the most recent one. Yeah. Where it's, uh, where it's aliens and it was completely detached from all the rest of the movies. It was so weird. I kind of like that one. I, it was I the, like alien the crystal arcs. skull shit. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf hangs out with monkeys. That was great. Shia <laughs> LaBeouf. I actually liked him as his son, but I digress. <laughs> But but this one I think at the time was just it was just fucking with a lot of people because there wasn't anything around that was kind of that grotesque. The only equivalence that you would end up finding is probably like shit that happened in the thing and other like monster movies that wanted to show you these like slimy, gross creatures. And in this case, uh, having to deal with her, the exorcism movies also got really intense after that. Like the next three or four, where they had a a girl who was like a contortionist. To be the girl, and it looks like her back just breaks in half as Holy she bends shit. backwards. So they they started upping how scary they were after that. I know that the second one has a cheese factor because it has James Earl Jones as yeah. like a locust god. So weird. <laughs> it a is locust really weird. god. Yeah. That sounds amazing. But it's it also weird. is pretty amazing. <laughs> just the voice. <laughs> um, Deep ass voice. The thing is, I think uh, during the 50s, the movie Fiend Without a Face was the yeah. most gory movie. Yeah. And then this was like the next thing for bodily fluids <laughs> because this movie was released in December 26th of 1973. So this is like right before the 80s shit happened. Yeah, this is right before the gore fest of like all of the 80s. <laughs> so it pretty much it's like ahead Pre-gates of its time it a, bit, yeah. a lot. Well, that makes me wonder, is bodily fluids counted as gore? Because I always considered gore to be like blood and guts, but I would say, can yeah. vomit, piss, shit. Yeah. Is that gore too? Well, to a certain extent, yeah. I it's what the all kind of a gross out is. factor, I feel. And it all comes from like the body. It's like body yeah. excrements is, so, is considered is this then gore. body horror? Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, something's literally possessing your body and morphing you into this fucking let's see creature of a person. The official dictionary definition of gore is blood that has been shed, especially as a result of violence. The film omitted the blood and gore in order to avoid controversy. Ironic. Mm. So it is specifically <laughs> blood, yes. Okay. But it could still be considered body horror because we yeah. talked about this kind of stuff before. Absolutely. Uh, if we're going off stats, it was released in the U.S. The director was William Friedkin. Fried Friedkin. Friedkin. You want some Friedkin? Friedkin. <laughs> Friedkin. Yo, wait, Mitch, can you tell your, your joke you told us earlier? About oh, the, the, oh, yeah, the, the kin pumpkin. joke? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> So what do rednecks do on Halloween? I don't know, Mitch. What do they, they do? They pump kin. Some southern humor for you there. Just, anyway. Just, <laughs> just alienated like a very large portion of our of our listeners. Nobody now. there listens to our podcast. Nobody does. That's true. <laughs> but what Only if they just do? Me. It's just me. If you guys do, we're just kidding. We're just kidding. All right? Yeah, we're so just kidding. We're good kidding. Humor. Don't don't get your panties in a bunch. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna hit you with the facts. Oh, hit me with some facts. Oh my God. <laughs> the Fact writer check. was William Peter Blatty, and Blatty. He also produced, as we said. Uh, the production company was Hoya Production, and then if we want, we could just go right into the starring roles. Yeah, who was in it? So Ellen Burstyn was as Chris McNeil, Jason Miller as the father, or Doctor Damian Karras, who I believe has like the best role. He's the boxer priest. Yeah. <laughs> the put literally boxer priest. Lit. Which is great. Literally like the pre-emphasis for fucking Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> like, lo- he looks like Rocky. I'm not going to lie. He does. He does kind of look like Rocky. Like a bargain bin Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what go. I thought. Like he was bargain bin It's got Rocky. that jawline. At 99 cent store Rocky. We got Rocky at home. <laughs> <laughs> we got Rocky at home. The Rocky at home. Linda Blair is Regan McNeil, which I found out she did get injured on the set too. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um. Because she's been doing all kinds of crazy shit. I mean, there was a... It's the scene where she's lifted. Oh, yeah. Um, The harness fucked up. And when she got sent into the ceiling... Just hit the ceiling. She actually hit the ceiling and fucked up her spine. She has permanent damage from that. Oh. And the scream that we see in the movie is actually like an actual scream of pain. That is scary. Yeah. That always makes it a little... uh, Puts people more on edge. Like when they did it in Alien. When they didn't warn them about the chest bursting scene and they all flip out. (laughs) He's like, this is great. He's capturing all of it. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because the projectile vomit was not supposed to go on the face either. It was supposed Mm. to go on their body. And so when he's like actually shocked, he was pissed as fuck. When yeah, it I bet. <laughs> he's like, I'm still in the scene though. Let's just remove the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. For real. That's actually what he does. I love yeah. that. That is Jason Miller as father. Dr. Damien. No, no, wait, no. Max Von Sido as father at Lancaster Marin. Nice. He is the guy that was doing the Indiana Jones shit in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. And then like, even like uh, the demon itself calls out for Marin as well. Like beware the priest Marin. And I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> this is so. It is oh such, man, you've got some rep movie, in the though. demon world. <laughs> I mean, it does. It does enough of your breaks from like possession scenes to like really like immerse yourself in who these people are. And then it right. comes into play at that final conflict at the very end. Some pretty good character development considering that the they were spending a lot of time on the possession scene, but you actually got to feel for the priest and for the girl who's been possessed as well. So you're just like you actually care. 
like the mom too. Yeah. Like the yeah. the act, the actress that plays the mom does a really good job of of for her role. For surprisingly sure. not melodramatic, even though it's really, older. Though. I was watching really, it. Though. I was like, oh wow, this is not like your typical horror yeah, acting. She, she kept it very grounded. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Oh, um, you're talking about Kitty Wynn as yes. Sharon Spencer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. Like that's the thing. She's it's like believable. losing. She's losing her mind. There was an extra scene too, where like they actually do the brain scan. Oh shit! And they do the the thing where they fucking pick her in the neck and blood shoots out. Ooh. That was like the one thing in this movie that was like, oh, I can't watch this shit. Have you ever seen that happen? Like for real? Like if they ever take your blood and accidentally don't close the other side of the tube, it like really squirts out like that. That's that's what <laughs> happens. Not an exaggeration. Whenever mm. you see that in movies, like it'll legit come out your arm like that. <laughs> And then we got uh, Lee J. Cobb as a very suspicious cop named Lieutenant W. William. <laughs> this cop is sus the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's actually really true. I, I didn't even think to. I was just ignoring him. I think most of it. Yeah. Right. I, I, you're I, right. I was just like, you're, you're doing too much snooping. What's yeah, up with what you, buddy? Are you, yeah. What are you really over here for? Am I, am I detained? What's going on? <laughs> I <laughs> love I love that. Am I, I, I invite, am I being detained? <laughs> I invite you to my house for tea. Yeah. Um, real shit, though. Mercedes McBridge is the voice of Pazuzu. Fun fact about that. P- what's the name? Pazuzu. Pazuzu. That's yeah. the demon. So, so do we know anything about this demon? It's a, well, it's a real demon in lore. Oh, okay. funny you should ask because I was just looking up a oh, wiki really? article. Nice. All right. <laughs> well, it's funny because I don't know if you've heard of like Pazuzu Algard, that one like crazy serial killer dude. You might have heard the I've story. Not heard if of you this haven't one. heard the story of Pazuzu Algard, look it up on like YouTube. They have a ton of videos about him. But uh, Pazuzu the demon is a Mesopotamian demon. Um, He's the demon of wind. He represents the southwestern wind, bearer of storms and drought. He's also associated with famine and locust. Okay. Um, There's also a crazy thing in the movie because, like, he is technically a terrible kind of demon. But at the same time, he also likes to save people, from what I heard. Yeah, that was another thing about his lore, is that he drives other demons away from causing harm for, to humans, but he himself will still cause harm to humans. He just wants to be the only one, yeah. you know? Uh, that's so kind of He's funny. like, okay, I'm going to scare these guys away, it's but i do my job. Also, he's got a rock-hard cock. <laughs> his, his dick is enormous. I didn't read about that, but I'll take your word for it. I mean, you saw in the movie. Come on. <laughs> oh, wait. No, you guys didn't. Oh my god, that was one of the extra scenes. I was like, what? Wait, so so come to find out that the the the, the scientist doesn't actually go. <laughs> Mitch to... is currently putting his his hands into it. <laughs> he doesn't his actually face into his hands. Now. Yes, this is my point of view. Right. He he doesn't. <laughs> Susu has a rock hard well, cock. <laughs> he doesn't actually go into Egypt. You're you're absolute. It's a Mesopotamian god. He goes to Iran. Mm-hmm. I just totally fucking remember this. But he has a confrontation with the Pazuzu statue. Yeah. And it stares him down hard. And, like, the cock is fucking rumbling. It's fucking hard, man. And while they're doing the, the exorcist, they'll have flashbacks, and you'll see him, like, convulsing at the fucking seams because he's remembering what Pazuzu looks like. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so if you ever see the extended version, you'll see a fucking demon with a rock-hard dick. <laughs> Gnarly. But this is what... <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> That's Thank my point you. of view. Thank you for uh, that piece of information. Oh I do want to say, though, that uh, Mercedes McCambridge, she's the one that voiced Pazuzu in the scene. Um, so she is a longtime alcoholic. And uh, essentially, she just like got herself really sick and chain-smoked hard mm. to be able to do the scene. And she wanted to drink whiskey, but everyone's like, you're a fucking alky. You can't do that shit. Yeah, don't do that. But 
She was like, no, I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional. And she fucking did it. And oh, she fucking geez. killed it. It's scary. Ooh. If you're a kid. Wow. So her voice was not modified for that? No, that's her voice. Yo, that is Yo. scary. What the hell? Yeah. I thought that was a heavily modified <laughs> voice like in post-production. Shit. Yeah, Talk no. about method acting. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, for real. Just getting all fucked up. Um, so we should also note that this was also up for an Academy Award. Yeah. I bl- did it win? Um, I don't believe so. I think it, it is, lost to some. It was nominated. Yeah, it was. It is one of those movies that is a horror movie. I think that's it lost nominated. to a bullshit movie too. You know, I think about it. Huh. Let me let me double check. <laughs> However, it did do amazing at the box office, with a budget of twelve million and a box office record of four hundred and forty-one million dollars. Holy shit! Jesus. So they were gonna pump out sequels, but this is the highest grossing horror movie of all time, mm-hmm. as well as like. An, an academy recognized horror movie like warner brothers has not made enough money counting for inflation since oh then. here we go so it it was a winner for the oscar for best writing best sound best it was a nominee for best picture best actress best actor in supporting role and best film editing but it it won best writing and best sound at the Academy Awards, that's, that's pretty 1974. Big. So that's big. those are like some of the biggest ones you could win at the at the Academy Awards. What did it lose to? Uh, for the other one, I don't know who it lost to. Probably for, something for stupid. Best Picture. I think it lost to something else. Was it 1974? I'd have to double check. We keep going. Has a horror movie ever won Best Picture? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's been a few that won it, but not very many actually. There's yeah. there's kind of actually yeah it's a very short list i feel like it's very rare for horror movies to even win like pretty big awards like those well prior to this most horror films weren't really considered for nominees usually yeah it was always drama yeah i'd imagine it's more popularly consumed i I believe get out is one of those right uh yeah get out was one of the first to win yeah uh 1974 the winner for best picture was the sting (laughs) which i've never fucking heard of the sting yeah 1974 oscars 46 academy award winner for best picture it beat the exorcist literally the only other nomination wow uh, the the following year was the godfather (laughs) i believe that (laughs) the following year was the godfather or the year before that prior actually all right well shit that all of the all of the facts any more of the uh the facts mer no we should go into the movie oh yeah check it out so check first impressions out. first impressions what do you guys think about it well like i was still saying a good movie earlier like definitely slow to start when i first watched it like way way back then but it definitely impressed me as i went along i was like okay this is actually like some i would say like high quality but there was something different about it than the horror movies i had seen because i'd seen a few like modern ones like early 2000s kind of horror movies but there's something different about the way they did the exorcist and compared to those movies like there's something that was almost like organic about the way they're presenting these themes and these images yeah. of this demon possessed child that i feel like is kind of lost in some modern movies i feel like a lot of modern interpretations of demon possession are very cheesy not to say that this one wasn't super cheesy still but cheesy in a different way it's also you know? been uh parodied like yeah, several times after true. this and we've only been able to see those most of the time so yeah. it's like it kind of took the seriousness away from it kind of like when they did uh they parodied saw 
and right. took away oh, the yeah. seriousness from the, from the little tricycle riding doll. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like we're kind of a bit desensitized, but I agree. The, the writing is good, and I think it stuck to the storytelling that most novels will take to and really fill out all of the characters. So it was well adapted into a screenplay. I think first impression, this movie starts slow, but it builds up into a momentous kind of thing. Yeah, it's very much like a huge fucking, uh, wow, what's the word I'm looking for? Climax. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It gets to a point where it's like everything comes together and there's one thing that's happening and it has to be resolved. Um, I think it's a really ahead of its time. And then hearing like the stories about the set design and how many problems they had, I think it's a very big cornerstone in horror. It is a movie that everyone has to see at least once. Yeah, should be on you your, tell. your list of like top 100. It should be up there. Yeah, it's probably top 10 for most people. Yeah, I think it's usually put as like uh, within the top 10 in any list that I, you see. I also think that like with a kid being possessed, it like fucking shocked people to the core. Yeah, usually you wouldn't see violence in relation to children. <laughs> so that was kind of like a no-no. I don't think they do it so much anymore just because they can't subject child actors to these things because of all the rules and laws and then people's moralities. Yeah, but they'll kill the fucking dog yeah apparently they'll just right. kill dogs like no problem so yes dog does not survive <laughs> will Fair the dog survive.com <laughs> so should really get a sponsor from them first impression it's it's tough to i guess criticize these movies right because of how i guess how dated they are as far as like special effects goes like what we have our expectations but the writing in this is very solid and that really like brings me into the uh, setting and it is very immersive I would say as well because it gets into like both of the priests backstories right. it gets a little bit into the mother's backstory and the family and everyone else who like you know is working in that entire I don't know uh, it like gives you a reason people. to care about them yeah they're not, yeah they're exactly. not just like an extra character yeah, that you're yeah like, oh, exactly whatever. I mean that's like what it, it definitely they did their homework for this one for sure. And yeah, especially on the demon stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. Really though. Um, and it, and I don't know. I don't know. My first impression was this is like, this is a classic, this is a classic horror movie. And then sort of my questions were like, why, like what about this film makes it a classic? And I think it's mostly like the time period, like the time period's a big one too. Cause not anyone had really seen anything like this. Yeah. And especially since it was made for like an American audience, you have like the strong, like Christian background that we have here as well. Oh, so this is have... why it bothered so many people. Oh, absolutely. because they, this is like, they're terrified of this happening to them. And oh, yeah. it, it really got into the minds of a lot of people who are part of uh, like any certain Christianity or religion where they're just like, Oh, this is like the epitome of the worst thing that can happen to your family. I heard that um, the the story, like the the book itself, was based off of the happening to like a young boy, yeah, like an exorcism that happened with him, and how this those I, I, real stories yeah. always freak me out because yeah. yeah. they, they explain like what happens, and it's always really intense, and it usually involves like a lot of bodily harm, which could be like bones getting out of place or even coming out of their skin, like yeah. their eyes bleeding or their fingernails falling off. Like there's just all sorts of stuff that happens to you. The, a really good representation of it in another movie was actually Constantine. Yeah. When he like Ooh, yeah. when he like pulls it out with a mirror. I just watched that movie recently. <laughs> it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. And also another one we should talk about. <laughs> Agreed. But oh, yeah. The mirror. Yeah. Oh my god, that fucking like, that it's first like the scene. intro scene. Yeah. You yeah, get to see it's him in pull Los it out. Angeles. Yeah. 
So it's like that kind of stuff always kind of creeps me out because uh, it's it's one of those things like uh, like the fake Necronomicon thing where you if like just reading it, you're kind of like nervous about reading it because at mm. the beginning of it, it gives you like that warning where it's like, don't repeat any of this out loud. And then it's like evil dead shit where it's like, don't say this incantation out loud. <laughs> so it's like that kind of stuff gets people, especially with demonology, where like you see some things written down, but you can't be entirely sure of what what it's all about. And then, of course like if you're not experienced in these kind of things and like kind of don't dabble and stuff like that <laughs> well have you guys or do you guys know anyone or have heard of anything like recent exorcisms or people getting possessed by demons i honestly haven't there was a past friend of ours i remember that was telling us a story about how they were with some friends and they decided to play with a ouija board oh that's right and they believe that they were possessed by a demon during that time. And so they can't get like blackout drunk or anything because when they do, they Might say that the over. demon comes out or takes over. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. That, that was that was, <laughs> that was gnarly. It was well, unsettling. I remember listening to them tell the story and I had this like really heavy feeling. Mm, I was yeah. like, oh, wow, I'm kind of uncomfortable. Well, I know just recently, I believe like last year, my friend was like, hey, you know about like occult stuff, right? And I was like, yeah. Like, well, my sister got possessed last night. Oh, that's right. You told us oh, about this. Oh, my God. Would you was, like to tell wild. our listeners the story? Yeah. So I was just like, what's up? And they're like, well, uh, my sister got possessed last night. And I was like, well, what happened? And she's like, well, we saw her dad. And he's like, unfortunately, like on his deathbed. And like, we went back to the house and like my sister like passed out. And she woke up and like she was screaming really hoarse and just saying like, I'm taking over your sister's body. Basically, like this is like she's not here right now. And basically just saying like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And like, I'm going to take your child because there was a baby in the house in the yeah. apartment. And um, it was just really unsettling to hear this in person as I'm like across the table from this. And she's like, what do I do? And I was like, fuck, you get a priest, you get holy water. I don't know. Shove like a bottle of holy water down her throat. I don't know. Jeez. I, I mean, like I, I was like, this is a way above every, anyone's pay grade. But what was really unsettling to me was that they were eventually able to calm her down and get her knocked out. And then she woke up and she didn't remember anything. That's so mm -hmm. weird. And um, they had there. She's like, I'm burning incense. I'm doing this. I'm like burning sage. Like what's going on? I'm like, well, are you are your windows closed? Yes. Oh God, you guys are fucked. Because the, the the belief is that if you're burning sage and you're trying to get demons out of your house, yeah, you they, have to open the windows to yep. let the energy yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So they they've been burning sage for like hours with the windows closed. Oh, Stupid. that's a bad idea. And yeah. so um, eventually I told them to get open the windows, but this is the most unsettling thing. Um, they have an attic. Oh. oh god this I, i'm it's always Jesus. an attic i'm getting it? fucking chills right now saying this but um they have the baby there and they believe that the demon is living in their attic currently because it likes dark places mm -hmm. is what the sister was telling them and that it's going to take over her life and every time that they bring the baby upstairs to take it to bed she points at the attic and she begins to cry Oh my god, no. It's time uh, to move the fuck out. Yeah, get out of there. Oh my god. They eventually moved, thank God, and I haven't heard anything coming back up. But when I heard about the kid crying and pointing at the attic every this is every night for yeah. like months. Just pointing at the How do you not corner. leave? 
Yeah, honestly, like as soon as kids start freaking out about something, so you fucking listen to them because they're seeing something that you can't. I get anymore. spooked just from the cats looking at the wall a little weird. No, yeah. So I'm just like, ooh. Anytime they start chasing some invisible force around the apartment, I'm like, is it a fairy? Right. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, so I mean, it's just, it's if you know someone who has like gone through that kind of stuff, it's kind of. It's kind of scary to talk about, and that's what I think drives the fear in this oh, movie. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah. This is what got a lot of people, especially when they're like, worried about that kind of stuff. Like, I, I try to consider myself to be a rational person and like, oh, yeah, you know, demon possession doesn't exist. That's just mental health <laughs> yeah, issues. Right. But, like, <laughs> at the same time, there are certain things that are just so bizarre yeah. and so strange that kind of defy all logic and reason and it's like how could you not think there's something supernatural going on here because i'm totally one to believe that yeah somebody can be susceptible to a lot of certain like just bad things i'm internally. also highly superstitious yeah <laughs> i'm like oh no i dropped salt fuck <laughs> i'm like oh, trying same. to like throw it over my shoulder and things like that i've always found demon possession to be really interesting though like the concept of yeah, demons and like basically just these energetic entities that are powerful enough to overtake somebody's body is just uh it's so interesting and so terrifying and i truly believe that demon possession is a thing that does happen that there are entities that could possess you i'm not saying that every weird thing that happens is a demon possession but like there's right. definitely things that happen out in the world that no one has proper explanations for except for what can be explained without using logic and reason and that's the thing with the production of this movie there was a lot of like bad things that happened on yeah. set. I'm not sure if you guys know, they yeah. made a whole documentary series <laughs> about it because like it's a creepy. lot of crazy shit happened on the set. Like the entire set, except for the bathroom or the bedroom that they do it in caught on fire. Yeah. Like, the entire house caught on fire, except for the room where they're doing the exorcism. And then on top of that, this is like uh what is it? The wizard of Oz where people right. just hung themselves on set. Like it's some weird shit. <laughs> a nine actors died yeah in between the time that this movie was like being made and released yeah and two of them being like really big they died in the post-production stage of the film yeah it was crazy and then they think it's like one of those cursed films (laughs) right i think the big one though was uh father karis yeah the guy Mm -hmm. who is the priest when he was walking towards set yeah like on his way to the set a priest came up to him randomly and handed him a charm and said these words, you reveal the devil for the trickster that he is. He will seek retribution against you, or he will even try to stop what you're trying to do to unmask him. <laughs> and he walked and he walks away. Oh my God. See, those things are always so interesting to hear. Cause like when you get into demonology, one thing that's kind of common when it comes to higher and lower entities is that the more thought and energy you give to them that way the more apparent and manifest they become in your reality and oh so, yeah definitely. oh shit is it like the babadook pretty yeah. much yeah or like slenderman kind of thing oh, yeah for real? you know so if you are making a movie about a particular demon you're constantly saying the demon's name you're always thinking about the demon trying to portray the demon then the demon manifests in your reality that's pretty scary yeah 
holy shit <laughs> <laughs> that this makes sense though yeah yeah there's all there's always well that's what connects to the whole energy bit of like what's you're giving off what's in your home what's uh like other things even like items can have it as well oh, you're talking, oh yeah you're, you're talking about the idea idea that consciousness is an energy yeah i mean yes. pretty much there's i mean a power that's like plan underneath I mean, the pyramid of Giza. and consciousness is not <laughs> excuse you that is an alien landing zone anyway i mean but this yeah. goes into like like a psychoanalytic fear too yes like the outside affecting the inside Uh sort of thing or vice versa yeah exactly the outside affecting the inside with the inside affecting the outside so that the outside can then affect the inside (laughs) but if you really get into it there's really no inside or outside there is just the side (laughs) there is just and you're just in all of it there's only one plane of existence (laughs) energy is not limited to the body energy Uh, can extend and separate (laughs) what was the weird uh uh experiment that the fbi was doing they released documents on Oh, you're talking about the uh, the fucking the Ultramind or whatever? Yeah, the, <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah. about. They just declassified their shit and they confirmed. MK Ultra. No, not MK Ultra. That's different. That <laughs> That's was mind, a mind control. control. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, yo, conspiracy theories. Yeah, we always Can we get do stoked. a conspiracy theory We really theory should because there, there's some creepy ones, yeah, honestly. I got quite a few to share. You want to talk about aliens? I'm the one to talk to. Fucking ancient aliens is the shit. I love watching that. I don't know about ancient aliens, but I love aliens. watching that show. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite shows to watch. Is is there something about demons that like because in the exorcism they make the room so fucking cold. They had to make it like negative something degrees while they were filming. Is there something about that within that? Well, I'm sure they're following the lead that they got from like, say, Dante's Inferno. Where yeah. like the lowest level is completely frozen over because of the wings flapping. Yeah. It freezes Ooh. everything. So hell isn't fiery. It's just a cold Iceland where you're like stuck in the ice. <laughs> Yeah. Are you saying that it's so cold it's hot? No, it's not hot okay. at all. You're no, just it's cold. frozen. Yeah, yeah, it's frozen solid. It's a frozen pit it, in the fun, middle. Fun fact, in Dante's Inferno, at the bottom level of hell, or at least like the worst people that Dante can yeah, exactly. the worst are like traitors to their benefactors. And those people are frozen up to their head in ice while mm-hmm. a monster feeds on them forever. Yeah. Their bottom <laughs> section. Holy shit. There's even like 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 Dante's Inferno even has like political shit in it too, where oh, he yeah. like beats up like old leaders and stuff yeah. like that <laughs> that are in hell. And it's a it's a it's a that's a fun book actually. So, yeah. so that's probably why they made the room so fucking cold well, that you could see their breath. I, I could think of another thing too. I don't know if this is what they were going for, but typically when uh entity not from your physical plane enters uh if it's a negative entity, it usually needs to harness energy in order to exist Ah. in that space. And so that's what happens a lot of times in like ghost hunting shows. When the room gets cold all of a sudden, it's because that entity needs the energy and heat is energy. And so this entity is absorbing all of that energy in order to exist where it is. But if you get rid of that energy, sorry, (laughs) I just hit the mic. I'm getting really passionate about this. Um, if you take away the energy, then it's likely that they'll be less strong. Okay. I I, I thought my, my take on it was that the demon just liked cold. Could be just also really enjoyed it. Could be that, also. that could be that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a preference for the element. You're just like, it could be cold in here. There's yeah. so many variations on it because of different folklore and and like the mythos that, that's been kind of created around it. So it's like, but usually it's it's a combination of all of these things, so that you can kind of get an idea of what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. I gotta say though, the uh, the the girl, like, what what is her name? The, uh, uh, Linda the, Blair yeah. as Regan, she kills it. Yeah, 
Like I actually like feel for this girl because like it Some starts the, very subtle. Yeah, it's true. And they believe it's a mental health problem. Yeah, which is fucked because this is also when they were kind of like just getting into certain mental illness like awareness. And, and they gave her Adderall. They yeah. gave her Roland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was like the thing to give to kids at that time. You got demons, take some Adderall. You got some demons in your blood. You should do coke about it. <laughs> anyway. Isn't that how you get the demons in your blood? <laughs> oh. No. But, but that's the thing. They're just like, oh, yeah, we find out that it's not actually spiritual stuff. It's actually mental stuff. Right. Like even the doctor says it in the movie. Uh, yeah, It was just like pretty crazy because like the 70s and now in the 2020s, it's so different. Yeah. Um. And then, like, they eventually, like, they have to go through so many top scientists to figure out what the fuck is wrong with Regan because everything is normal inside her. Right. But her bed is shaking. She's speaking in Latin. Like I like how Latin and became and the backwards. fucking backwards. the thing for, like, demons was Latin. Yeah, or any dead language like Sumerian. Oh, fuck, yeah. Oh, I don't know. That Sumerian stuff scares me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sumerian would be on brand since the demon is Babylonian. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well. Ancient Mesopotamia. <laughs> so then we should get to rating the movie. Or favorite scenes. Or And or favorite, favorite scenes. Well, it's not my favorite scene, but it should be mentioned the head turning scene. Oh, well, yeah. Just. Okay, I was going to say that. Was oh. my, I didn't want to be the one to say it. Yeah, it's yeah. my favorite Go scene. ahead, go ahead. That's like the yeah, go-to that, scene. That's like, it's such an iconic moment, but like, holy shit. Watching that for the first time made my fucking neck hurt. I yeah, it still like, fucks you. <laughs> Talk about body horror. Yeah, editing was really good on that one. These <laughs> <Yeah>. two. <laughs> I really like the scene where the boxer priest, he's down. His mom just passed. And, like, the the other father was just, like, just go wait outside. And he's, like, okay. And then the woman's, like, did you did you save my daughter? And he's, like, no. And then he gets, like, this epiphany moment where he has to go in there and finish this. Yeah. And then finally he has to take it and he ends up dying. Yep. And it's so intense because he falls down, like, a million stairs. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I was going to say that, like, the very, like, the last climax of it was, like, my favorite part easily. Like, when all the priests are saying all of their stuff and then he's just, like, Get inside me, damn it! And then jumps out the fucking window and yeah, <laughs> I like I was like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> like, oh shit. Yeah, when they when they start speaking real scripture, and it's it's pretty fucking intense. <laughs> yeah, that's some Old Testament shit. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, fire in the, and brimstone. In the situation with that little with the little boy that was possessed, they went first to the Lutheran church and were like, what can we do? And they're like, we have no idea, but go ask the Catholics. They know how to do it. <laughs> they know how to exercise a demon. <laughs> they know how to exercise. I like yeah. how that's kind of been like a staple thing for Catholicism is exorcisms. Like I, I know that demons are something that exists across a lot of Abrahamic religions and most religions in general, but like exorcisms in particular seem to be a Catholic thing. Like, you very rarely hear about exorcism happening in, like, Christianity or Episcopalianism or something I actually like know that. some history about that. Yeah. The reason why, which, of course, of anything that happens like this is because they're trying to hide something. Yeah. So, of course, you know the Catholic Church has had a problem with uh, pedophilia and having uh, all of the priests deciding that they just want to start raping children. But before that, in order to cover up some of these things that were happening, they started saying that kids who were misbehaving or trying to talk back against them were possessed. 
And so the same priests that were usually abusing these people would go in and perform that exorcism. Quote, unquote. Uh, yeah, right. Quote, unquote, perform this exorcism. And in most cases, the kids died. And so they're, they're suspecting that most of these priests were probably just killing them so that they wouldn't ever say anything to anybody. But it also happened to younger women. So it's like women who they'd like wanted to have and rape them and then say that they were crazy. And this is also connected to like calling them witches and using magic and things like that. So mm-hmm. like anything else, it's to hide bad things that the yeah. men of the church were doing right and I definitely know catholics that, love doing bad things of course and i know exorcisms definitely exist across other religions but right. it seems something that's notably extreme. mentioned in catholicism catholics love coins <laughs> coin, yeah coin yeah. things things with coins putting coins on stuff putting Their coins on breads are shaped like coins <laughs> bread coins ah yes eat this flesh and yeah bread. eat this flesh now <laughs> well what was your favorite scene, John? Uh, it's actually a lot less intense, but basically it's like the cover of the movie when he walks up to the house and it's all fog and it's just the shot of like really low and it's looking up at his figure and then at the house. So it's like the lights coming from the house and he's just standing out front with his little suitcase. That's like yeah. one of the best cinematography shots like I- in any film. Iconic shot from the movie Yeah, it's too. so like good. It's used <laughs> on covers and everything yeah, I mean, and it's what you see when you think The Exorcist yeah, is Yeah, that's bad. like that's the thing you see and did, it was such a well done shot. Did you have the movie? Oh, there's the, there's the cover. Look yeah, I literally watched it. I was like, this is it. This is like what you see and they must have been going through post and saw that like in a frame and we're like, this is great. We have to use this like as the cover because the, the lighting is done so well and it's like, this was before using a lot of fog was considered cheesy, <laughs> but like they were able to get enough into the scene. And then you just see like the silhouette, especially with the hat. He's got like the cool hat and trench coat. So I liked that scene a lot. The power of Christ compels you. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. I like how that's the go-to line. It's yeah, so good. I hear that so It's so much. good though. Like, I also like the fake out. I just threw regular water on her and she was fucking screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Trolly ass priest. I right know here. that's like, fucking good. Ah, look at this baby over here getting tap water. <laughs> Yo, that tap water's nasty though. I bet it just burned from all the fucking right. shit that's in ah. this. <laughs> well, I, that's the end, isn't it? What would yes. you rate this? Mm, I'd probably give it like an eight. It's still still a very entertaining movie to watch. Um, I would only not give it a higher rating because I think there was pieces inside the script where like they didn't link up. Like, I felt like they would skip from one story to another. And I was like, wait, we need some filler, like, in between this. Yeah. Uh, so it's like there would be, like, very good moments of character, like, info. And then it would go right to another scene. I'm like, wait, no, you needed to, like, put in a transition scene here. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, I think I would give it a 7.5. Some abrupt pacing sometimes. But that's really just me being picky. Yeah. I would give it a 7.5 mostly for the same reasons because I feel like the flow of the dialogue and just the action of what was happening was a little disjointed. But it's also such an iconic movie. And definitely, like, if you aren't familiar with horror and don't watch this regularly, it's pretty fucking creepy. Yeah. Definitely will give you some nightmares, some weird visuals to pop up in your head when you don't want them to. (laughs) You know that. You know that feel. I'll give this an 8 or maybe an 8.5. It's a solid movie. I understand why it's a staple in horror. Um, I just give more points because uh, the production for sure. Just how many problems they had to go through. Yeah. As well as the special effects. I'm always about that. Um, I agree with John, though. There were some scenes, like, I kind of wish I could have figured out how the priest was feeling more 
instead of him just getting drunk and <laughs> having to deal with it right with his mom passing away um but yeah there was like there was just some stuff that didn't connect like i believe like with the actor dying and quote-unquote falling out the window right with the cop you know i mean like i wish i could have gotten a little bit more explanation but this just makes me believe that there should be a movie about the first exorcist as he goes through the <laughs> iran <laughs> right you could do a prequel Right, do some ex, you know, some excavating for exorcisms. Uh, I think uh, the third Blade movie connected uh, the original Dracula to Mesopotamia, so that was interesting. That's sick. But it was also a shit movie. But you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so when it comes to comparing, we have standards nowadays <laughs> yeah, for right. movies, right? We have we have standards because we. I feel like our standards for horror films has gone down though. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> But I don't think that it's it's good to take this movie and compare it to right. what we view as horror now. Because this is sort of like where some of that horror comes from. Yeah. Um, and with The Exorcist, it's... I don't know. It, it, it's an iconic movie. I'm giving it... I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Um, and I think that a lot of this... I think a lot of why it seems disjointed is I think that the author, since he worked so heavily on working on the script and everything... Um, wanted to do a lot, but there's some stuff that he couldn't. Fit yeah, he's gonna have to movie. cut out bits. Yeah, like there's supposed to be a whole bit where there's like the police chief, like does an investigation on the uh, like the uh, the home worker that's there. Oh, like, there's, yeah, like, yeah, In yeah. the book, apparently there's an entire like section where he like investigates him, and that's like his you know in between you know filler sort of stuff. So without that actually happening in the movie, it may have disjointed some more of the, you know, some more, more of the story and whatnot, but I'm still giving it an eight because I thought the writing was very solid. The acting's really good. I think we all gave it. Eight, yeah, pretty oh, much. Eight yeah. Or yeah. Seven, seven, I think. Solid, Did you give it a seven? Effects, Justine? All that. Justine gave it a 7.5. Oh, okay. So yeah, we're, we're, we're close. Yeah. yeah. We're pretty we're, much, we're yeah. pretty much all like all consensus <laughs> here. Yeah, exactly. All right. It's a fine piece of cinema. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you have not seen it, it should be on your top 100. This is one of those. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's one of those movies, like, for horror, I would say watch it at least once. Yeah, you know, this is, like, with the classic slashers, so it's, like, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, The Exorcist. Would you call this a slasher, though? No, no, no I'm no, just no. saying, like, oh, gotcha. on a it's list like, of horror Oh, films. understood. I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's, like, those iconic movies that you should go see. You should go see Poltergeist as well. Ooh. Like, this is, like, parallel to a lot of things that were happening. And that would be a good one to watch. And please, so. please stop making merch of this stuff. <laughs> I'm tired please. of seeing all the fucking t-shirts of this shit. There is a lot of merch, and at this point, you can get it pretty much anywhere. You can just like Google it and find some it's stuff. It's like the cheapest shit. There's yeah. so much of it. Yeah, now. there's so much. Well then, Whale. take us out, Mer. Yeah, take us on out, Johnny. Take oh, us home. Oh, that's me. Oh wait. Oh wait. Holy. All right. Let's do it. So we are bringing down the grindhouse. You could check us out on all of our streaming websites. We got Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, The Works. We also would love it if you guys donated to our Patreon for only two bucks a month. Donate to our Patreon. You could get extra content from all the content creators as well as our outlines and blooper reels that we have from each episode. Um, We would like to thank our patron, Sean from Texas. Sean! Sean! No longer icy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah for real not yeah. frozen over there uh we appreciate the continued support and if you would like to get a recommendation for a film or a piece of media that is horror related uh you could donate two to our two dollars to our patreon 
And then other than that, you can find us on all of our social medias where we update you about new episodes and give you more horror-related content. We have the Facebooks, the Twitters, and the Instagrams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the merch. Oh, yeah. Mer. I was going to get to that. Merch. merch. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. So there has to be a Bring You Down the Grindhouse suit. And if you need the suit, you need a couple things. First, you need Pit Viper sunglasses. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pit Viper sunglasses. You need some sweatpants because they're fucking comfy. But you need a shirt. And you can get that at our Teespring. But it's not complete without the motherfucking hat. Hey. Which is also in trucker variant with the mesh. With all, the mesh. Also available in navy blue, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, navy blue. That's the bring you down the right house suit and if i don't see anyone fucking rock this i'm out the rocket first wait what do you wear for shoes though whatever the fuck you want docs nikes i was thinking crocs man oh yeah but with the little spurs yeah that's exactly what i was (laughs) fucking thinking that's a fresh but yeah if you want to look fresh you check out our teespring you get the 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 torso hat the hat and the the fucking shirt crocs and sweatpants those come separately but i'll rock them <laughs> Take us on out. I'm Mitch. I'm Murph. I'm Justine. And I'm John. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>